Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or welcome to, if you're one of our copious new listeners, to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. This week, we are now on episode number 283, Real Film Nerds, hashtag the podcast that will never die. This week, Mike and I went to the theaters. I believe it was my pick, but I know it was kind of Mike's pick too. We both wanted to see this movie. Looked great. Looked like a lot of fun. We'll get into it. Brad picks latest film. Mike, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Uh, yeah. Hashtag never ending, right? Hashtag no death for real film nerds. No RFN death. I don't know. Someone make up a hashtag and send it to us. Eric, that's your job. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess we'll we'll leave it to our listeners to, to help us out. Well, dude, I just called out Eric. I think Eric should do it. Are, are you talking about my cousin? Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, maybe Eric should do it. Why not? Although he would probably be like hashtag RFN Metallica. Yes, probably. Dude, you know what? That's one thing we should talk to him about. Have you watched the new season of Stranger Things? Absolutely. Really? I am slogging through it. I, I have been, had a hard time catching up to watch it, but I'm about halfway through. I've not gotten to the infamous scene, but I remember reading news articles about how they're bringing back Metallica with Stranger Things, so I'm excited for that. Excited for it. Yeah, I'm not going to give away anything, Matt, that you already don't know, but... Um... I didn't read yeah. the articles. I just know that there's a Metallica song in it. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll leave it at that, Matt. And once you do see it, maybe we'll we'll have a little talk about it on the pod. Okay. That sounds like a good plan, Mike. Speaking of things coming down the pike to talk about, we're actually going to have a TV show giveaway here fairly soon. We're getting a lot of giveaways from our friends over at Paramount, which is awesome. So before we even get into it, I'm just going to jump into it right now. So I talked about it a few weeks ago that we are having physical Blu-ray giveaways. Mike, we got a new one, and it's a pretty good one. The movie's been out for a little while on digital and demand, but now it's going to be out on Blu-ray. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. All right, man. That sounds great. So, all right, Mike, I'm going to have you do it this time. What should our listeners do to be entered into a drawing to win a copy, a Blu-ray copy at that, of Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Well, Matt, I don't know. Um, why don't we do something with... What, let's, let's have the listeners name uh, their favorite Jim Carrey movie, because Jim Carrey's in this. Yes, he is. Jim Carrey is the villain. He is Dr. Robotnik. For those of you who actually played Sonic, like Mike and I did growing up, uh, I thought he was perfect in the first one. I really enjoyed him in the first one. So there you go. Uh, go ahead, write in, let us know what your favorite Jim Carrey film is, and we will enter you into the contest. Mike, um, I love Jim Carrey. There's just way too many to list, but uh, we'll just put one of the best ones out there on top, uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um Man, I don't know. There's there's quite a few. Hmm. You know, one of the newer ones that he's done that I really, really, really like, and I don't think it got the kind of praise that it should have, 
was uh, Yes Man. I really liked Yes Man. I thought that movie was hilarious. Yeah, it it was pretty funny, Matt. That, yeah, it was a good scenario. Uh, Bruce Almighty is is a good one. I don't know, man. There's lots of them. There, there's too many to pick a favorite for me. There just is. Jim Carrey is great. So, okay, all right. Well, let me get to the business here. But again, for those of you who want to enter our contest from our good friends Paramount Pictures, uh, hit us up. Tell us, you know, your favorite Jim Carrey movie. Here we go. The world's favorite blue hedgehog is back in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Now available on Blu-ray and digital in this next level sequel, Sonic and Tails must save the world from Dr. Robotnik's evil plans. You can buy Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and watch it today. It is rated PG from our good friends at Paramount Pictures. All right, Mike. So let's do it. Let's get to our movie this week. Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt and a bunch of other people. Why don't you give us a breakdown? All right, Matt. Yep. Uh, Bullet Train was directed by David Lech, uh, written by uh, Zach Alkowitz and Kutiro Isaki. I'm sure I messed that up. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, starring Brad Pitt, uh, Joe, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew uh, Koji, uh, Hiroki Sasandi, and Michael Shannon. And this movie is about five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train. Find out their missions have something in common. All right, Mike. Well, I don't think you've butchered names like that in a long time, so we'll just let it go. We'll just let it go. We'll just keep rolling. You got Brad Pitt right, and it's David Leach. But hey, you know, close enough. Yeah, sorry. It's okay, Mike. It's okay. I'm just giving you shit because I can. So I liked this movie a lot. I thought it was a whole lot of fun. It reminds me of Smoke and Aces and Snatch. The way that it was filmed, the way it was shot, the way it how, how it's campy. It introduces your characters. They have names. They talk to the camera. Breaking the fourth wall. It was it was just fun. It's an action movie. The action is fantastic. The choreography is wonderful. The acting is very good. It's very colorful. I really enjoyed this film. I think it's well worth a watch, especially in the theaters. Yeah, man. I, I was thinking to myself, you know, this was a great movie for the end of the summer season. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's kind of lighthearted. It's not too serious. I mean, yeah, there's violence and stuff, but it's done in a way where it's not so bad. And I don't know. The characters are fun. I I really enjoyed this movie, man. It kind of reminded me. It kind of gave me like a Four Rooms type vibe. And like, I don't know. It's more like the train was kind of a character and that everybody was on it. I don't know. It It was cool, man. It was fun. Well, there's parts that are very serious in the film as we will get to when we hit our spoiler section. But yeah, I I see what you say about how the train was kind of a character because it kept making stops and stops, and there was lots of interesting, fun things when you hit the stops. And the different cars had different personalities. That's definitely for sure, especially the quiet train. That was the quiet car. That was one of the most fun scenes ever. I mean, that was great. I don't want to ruin it. I mean, there's a little bit in the trailer, but... Yeah, the, man, I I was thoroughly entertained with this movie, man. I'm I'm glad you liked it as well. I seriously, I really liked it. It's it just reminds me of, you know, that that style of, you know, introducing all the characters and then they have this cutaway back 
you know, story that's very like snatch like, that's very much like Smoke and Aces. I just I loved it, man. I like this kind of movie. It's a different way to tell an action movie. It's not super serious. It's not crazy, goofy, funny. It's somewhere kind of in the middle. I mean, I think this is a perfect blend of kind of two genres. Yeah, I like, uh, you, you know, it also reminded me a little bit of Gross Point Blank. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I don't know. It's it's just got like a lot of, it's it's got a lot of good style. It's just, it flows. Brad Pitt was great as his character who's kind of, getting back into hit manning <laughs> like it was it was funny well i don't want to ruin one of the biggest parts of the entire film towards the end but i liked what they did with his character and how he wasn't really known for being an assassin he was more of a snatch and grab kind of guy and that's not what he got in this one no no that's not what he got He's just like one of the luckiest men on earth too. It that was, I thought that was a fun part of the film how he kept bringing up how terrible his luck was and all this other stuff and it was just I was like, yeah, if I was an assassin I would be this guy. Mhm. Exactly. Well, Matt, I I don't think we can uh dilly-dally around it anymore, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, what are you drinking? <sighs> well, Mike, Thank you for asking. I got a special beer this week. I went out to the store. They do still have them, and they do still have beer. I was shocked to find this one because this is not a Presco local beer. This is a Flagstaff beer, your former stomping grounds, Mike. In honor of the blood that was shed in this film, I got myself a Lumberyard Brewing Company Railhead Red. Oh, nice, dude. I actually remember getting that one. It's a good beer. It's not like my favorite red. I'd put it in the range of mediocre. It's an okay red. I've had better. I've had worse. All right, Matt. So this is uh, going to be shocking for you. I do not have an IPA. Wow. I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, no. So uh, a little backstory to make it f- sound a little better was we went to the beach this weekend with the family and stuff, and it's it's a lot of work, but it was good. And... uh I got myself some beach beers and you want something a little lighter for the beach and it's so hot, you know? So I got a Bud Light Lime. Bud Light Lime. God, yeah. I don't think I've had one of those since I was in high school. They're they're good on the beach, man. Actually, no, I don't think Bud Light Lime existed when we were in high school. I think that was, didn't that come out last couple of years of our college years? I think, I think that was like 2005, six, four, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think I think around college time. Yeah. Yeah, because it was not super common. And that was when they were doing the weird shit, putting lime and everything, salt and everything, margarita. No, the margarita everything is something fairly recent now. Or the seltzer everything, that's something new too. Oh, seltzer everything's taken over the precious IPA space. It is. It is, Mike. I'm sure that makes you angry. It does make me angry. Don't get me started. And you won't like Mike when he's angry. He gets very vocal, like the Hulk. It's true. It's very true. Mike, smash! <laughs> Is that right. what you do when you're at the grocery store? Pick up a crate of seltzer and slam it on the ground? Uh, no, like, that That would be funny, though. That would be... I mean, wouldn't be funny for... It would only be funny for me, and everyone else would be like, hey, you're going to jail. No, you just go fast, and then don't go back to that uh, uh, Publix or whatever 
fries or whatever grocery store you're going to that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, stop and shop, whatever. Okay. So speaking about jokes and having fun, Mike, what is this week's horrible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. I think you're going to like this one. Does it have to do with murdering? No. Damn it. Well, it's not in theme with the movie, then. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what happens to illegally parked frogs? They get froggered? Smashed? They get towed. Ha! Yeah, that's all right. I like that one. That's a good one. I'll give you that one. That was a good one. They get towed. <laughs> uh, okay. I know this is difficult for you, Mike, but I think you succeeded and found it. Mike, how does Bullet Train 2022 relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, Matt, this was a little harder. I thought this would be a little easier since it's a more modern movie, but um, the art director for this movie uh, was also uh, worked on the movie Thor as an art assistant. And uh, I lost his name. Ah, Richard Bloom. From Bloomhouse? So. No, no, no. I think, I think <laughs> no, that's another. I think that's another bloom, though. I, I, I mean, pretty much. What I think happened was he was a producer, and they wouldn't want to make his movie, so he started his own company, and then boom, Bloomhouse. And he's been doing pretty good with A twenty four. Yeah. No. So it's the old uh, rejection builds. Uh, uh, I don't know companies or whatever. It happens often. So okay, Mike. We are now. Into the spoiler portion of the Real Film Nerds podcast. I'll let you go first since I went first on my uh, uh, th- initial thoughts on the film. Micah, uh, go ahead. Spoil away since we are now free and clear. So the whole concept of this movie is pretty cool. I like that it's essentially the whole movie takes place in the train, the bullet train. And uh, I thought that was really cool. And the train itself is kind of like this character. And each like car is like different. I don't know. They have different feels to them and stuff. So it's it, it was really neat. Um, it's also, you know, the bullet trains are in Japan. So you get a little bit of Japanese stuff and a couple of the things in it. And uh, I really like that as well because it's just a little bit different. Some of the Japanese things are somewhat strange to us. <laughs> so, like that one, uh, like what was it, like pink fuzzy car or what? What was that, Matt? Do you know the kid, the kid car that had like the yeah. anime stuff? Yeah, that was pretty weird. I don't. I'm, but I was like, you know, it's Japan. That's probably totally normal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because anime and manga and all that stuff is very, very, very popular over there because that is where it came from. So uh, I loved what they did with it, having uh, one of uh, my favorite actors from Deadpool 2, uh, Zazie Beetz, was one of the, was the character in the uh, costume. That was pretty awesome. It, it, when that reveal was released, I was like, yeah, 
that makes a lot more sense now how people are randomly getting poisoned. I loved it. Oh yeah, no, it was it was cool all the um kind of there's there's several cameos in this movie. I won't give away a few of them, but anyway, it 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 was uh it was fun. This this movie was just fun. I don't know, it had a good style to it. There's there's a lot of interesting people. There's a lot of crossover with um Deadpool 2 because, you know, that's another film that David Leach directed. Oh, I didn't realize he did he directed Deadpool 2. Yeah, he did. Yep. Oh, okay. So so is that why a uh certain character has like a cameo in this and Yeah. I can uh, we, perhaps we can ruin it. I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping there was going to be like an after credit scene that would be like a spoiler for like Deadpool 3 or something. That would have been that would have been pretty cool. But we didn't get anything like that. Nope, we didn't. Did you stay for the after credit scene? I did not. There was a little bit of an after credit scene. It was about halfway through. It was um, Lemon rolls up in a truck. Oh, Do you okay. remember at the end a certain person got killed by a, a tr- orange truck? E- yes. The person driving it was Lemon. Oh, okay. Then I saw that. Okay. Yeah. There, there's rumors that uh, they might be doing a sequel to this film because it's doing so well and everybody loves it and loves the characters. I, I'm i down for that. I'm down for that. But I don't know if it'll be as successful without having Tangerine playing off a of lemon because that was one of my favorite interactions through the whole film. Even though I love Brian Tyree Henry, his British accent was brutal, dude. It was not great. Tangerine was very funny. Like uh, his character, Aaron Taylor Johnson. And those two together were really like, they had a real good chemistry. Like I loved it. Like, and then I love that they were like, they're twins or whatever. You're like, what? These guys can't be twins, but it's like, (laughs) no, they really grew up together. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't think it explained the beginning, like why they were twins or whatever, but like it did show a flashback of them, like growing up together and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I like that this movie had flashbacks to the characters, but just like kind of quick enough to get you what you needed to and nothing extra. Like, Although the, the flashback with Tangerine and Lemon, when they were arguing about how many kills they had, was oh, hilarious. Yeah. I love that. They killed someone and he, Tangerine's like 17. Lemon will be like 12. That's 13. Like after they kill the person. Just hilarious i loved it yeah that, that was good that was good that was a good flashback and then uh, uh michael shannon i remember seeing parts of him in the trailer and then you don't see who exactly he is and then you start putting two and two together as the film rolls around that he's the villain i think i only saw like one trailer for this movie and i was like well that looks fun and it was i think this is a great movie uh, i did read a review I don't know who wrote it or anything. And they were like, this is the worst movie. I'm like, really? Why? I don't get that. I was talking on the radio this morning a little bit about that. Um, the The critics are just tearing it apart. They're giving it like 50%, you know, and below. The critics just don't like this movie at all. But guess who does? The fans. The, the, the people. Yeah, the general <laughs> public like it. And we're all going and we're all watching it. So, again, this is where I try and reemphasize this. To our listeners or people that haven't listened to the podcast, I don't consider myself a critic. 
Mike, I know you don't consider yourself a critic. I even branded our podcast this way from the very beginning that we're just a couple friends that love movies and like talking about it. This is a very good example of that where I'm not along with the critics. I think the critics are full of shit. This movie was great. I really enjoyed it. And this is one of those times where, yeah, I agree with the fans because guess what? That's what I am. I'm a fan. I'm a normal, more no- normal dude. I make zero money doing this. I actually pay to do this. And so do you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's, uh, I don't know, man. To me, this movie was great and I, th- I had a lot of fun with it. It was just, I don't know. It had a lot of good feel to it. it just, it was, it was well done. And all the characters were fun. I mean, I didn't realize the one character, the wolf, is a, like a music artist. isn't Bad Bunny or whatever. I had no clue. And I have to say, that was a very interesting character, especially what all was going on with him. His backstory, granted his scenes on the train didn't last very long, so maybe that's what I'm leaning on. But his backstory scenes... I think we're some of the best next to Tangerine and Lemons. You know, the wedding, what all happened there. Um, oh, yeah. Becoming an assassin. Like, he was just a gangster who became an assassin. Oh, yeah. No, the wedding was brutal, dude. I was like, what? Yeah, it was it was insane. But, it, you know, when you first see it, you're like, oh, my God. And then it starts tying together. You know, it starts coming back on itself especially as more and more characters are revealed and more and more assassins are revealed and their tools for murdering. It gets oh, real yeah, interesting. No. It, it does. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Hiroki uh, Sonata, who played the elder, he's been in a lot of stuff. Japanese movies, very famous Japanese actor. Um, he does a lot of American stuff. I think he is just, absolutely fantastic like he not to be like stereotypical or anything but he just embodies the samurai every single time i see him he just in the last samurai he was in that movie all the films he's been in he just he just embodies his culture so much i just love it and he really just was a nice shining light in this one as well yeah yeah he was uh as the the grandfather of uh the the kid, uh, yeah, it, it was it was good. Yeah. All that stuff was... I think he was supposed to be... Um, they don't openly say it, but I think they're trying to emphasize that basically he came from the Yakuza, and so did Michael Shannon's character. They you know, took over the Yakuza, at least that sect or whatever. They don't openly say that, but I think that's kind of what they're doing, which... Yeah. Yeah, it worked for me. I liked it. I think he's... I really do. I think he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, I think they implied that, Matt, but you're right. They never said it. Yeah, well, especially how they dress, how they carry samurai swords, how they fight with their swords and their guns. You know, they're skilled in both. You know, tattoos. Anyways, don't need to go no, on and yeah, on about dude, that. Dude, always, always tattoos with the Yakuza, man. Yeah, like. yep, yep. So, all right, Mike. Next week, it's kind of your pick, kind of my pick. Why don't you tell our incredible listeners what we're going to be reviewing next week? All right, Matt. So we're going to be reviewing the new Hulu uh, movie, uh, Prey, which is a new spin on the Predator series. Yeah, it's supposed to be a prequel to all the Predator films, right? It's like supposed to be like the Predator's first uh, 
hunt, I think is what they said, or what they yeah, call it on Earth. I think it takes place in like 17-something. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Well, we'll see. It's It went up against uh, Bullet Train this weekend. Granted, it was a Hulu film, but a, a lot of people that I follow on Letterboxd, for those of you who don't know what Letterboxd is, jump on there. I love it. You'll know exactly what I rate a film right when I walk out from watching it. But um, Letterboxd and people on Facebook that I'm friends with have been watching Prey and giving praise to it. They really, really liked it. So uh, I think a lot of people stayed home and watched that. But again, Bullet Train, I think they made something around $30 million this weekend. Not a bad opening weekend for an original film. It's number one. Yeah, it's number one. It's not a bad opening. Um, For some reason, this movie is getting slammed by the critics. I I hope no one listens and they just go and watch it because it it was it's way better than what they're saying. I I don't I don't know what they wanted out of this movie, but um, I thought it was just perfect. No, it's it's a summer blockbuster comedy action movie all rolled into one. You know, who done it kind of thing. I just I think this movie was very very good. I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know if I'll be buying it the day it comes out on Blu-ray, but I definitely will be watching it a couple more times when it comes out on streaming services or video on demand or whatever. But anyways, all right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure and uh, enter our contest, uh, all those fun, wonderful things. Um, I guess we should probably do this. I don't know, Mike. How many reels do you give Bullet Train? All right, Matt. So I had such a good time on this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it four and a half reels out of five. Wow, dude. You really, really liked it. I I only give it four reels. Um, Maybe I should have given it more. I don't know, because I really, really loved it, too. I I think it's a great film. But I don't know. I think maybe just because I don't think it would be that different watching it at home versus watching in the theaters. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to justify my one real drop. I'm just going with a four. I'm just going to stick with a four. Just leave it alone. It's fine, Matt. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Did Mags go There's with no, you? No judgment. No, no, not. Uh, you know the it's it's tough with the the little ones. With the Hellions. Um, it's just finding the time to go and stuff. So I actually went and saw this on a Thursday night, and it was nice. I went opening night as well. I took my father. Nice. Is your dad still up there? No, he is not. He was up here for uh, getting away from the family and the pregnancy madness. And uh, he came up here to get away for a few days. We went and hung out, had fun, celebrated his birthday, kind of. Went to dinner, went to breakfast, did all those kind of fun things. Then he went back down. And uh, I guess I probably should mention it in the podcast. I don't know. Not like they listen or anything, but I do have a fourth relative or niece or nephew or whatever you want to say that just came into the world today on my dad's birthday, which he thinks is the greatest thing ever. But yes, I now have my first niece. So I have three nephews and one niece. Oh, it's it's, it's your dad's birthday also? Oh, boy. It's my dad's birthday, and he said, Janice Victoria is the best gift he ever could have gotten. I take offense to that. 
Because no matter how as hard you sh- I try, as you, as you should. Yeah, as how no matter how hard I try, he will never get a child from me, especially not on his birthday. No, no, you can't time that, man. Yeah, well, even if you try, yeah, you can't. Yeah, and she's over a week late, so she was supposed to be here in July, and it is now the beginning of August. So, well, actually, you know, a week into August. August is a long month. There's a lot of full weeks this month. That kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're looking forward to September? No. I, I'm looking forward to the rain stopping. Dude, it's just crazy. It's so freaking humid here. Oh, so humid. So anyways, all right. Well, I'll shut up. I keep rambling, but I just had to get it out there and say congratulations to my brother-in-law and sister, Heather and Frank, on their new bundle of joy and misery for the next 18 years, Janice. <laughs> well, on that extremely positive note. Uh, hey, I thought it was positive. For... <laughs> Mostly. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook slash Meta. And, uh, you know, make sure to enter our contest, like Matt said. You know, tell us your favorite Jim Carrey movie, and you could be entered to win Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, Blu-ray. So, uh, thanks again, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. And the only Matt Hinshaw. You are the one and only, right? I mean, there's a Matt Santos, but there might be a few clones <laughs> running around here and there. I don't know. I've taken okay. part in a few government experiments that okay. I'm right. not supposed to discuss publicly. Okay, then let's not. So, um, on the big show this morning on Magic 99.1, how you doing there, Maddie? The big show. The big big show. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> Oh, okay. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, everybody. Matt's looking for a maid. (laughs) He he hasn't cleaned his living room since when? I don't know. When we had a different president? Yeah, I'm not sure which president was in. (laughs) It's been a couple. Uh, If your living room looks that bad, I can't imagine what your kitchen looks like, buddy. Maybe Reagan. Reagan? Uh, Okay, yeah. So uh, if if you're interested in uh, cleaning up for Matt, give him a call. Look him up online, all right? Okay, we've done your dirty business. My, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Time to talk about the movies. Bullet Train came in number one at the box office this weekend. What'd you think? Well-deserved. Yeah? Uh, have you ever watched the films Snatch or Smoking Aces? Yes. It is very much in the vein of those films. Okay. It is shot very much like that. Yeah. Um, the director, David Leach, is Brad Pitt's former stunt double. For many years. Okay. And so lots and lots and lots of action and well choreographed, well acted. It's just a fun, I don't want to say goofy, but kind of goofy in a way. It's very stylistic. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the previews. Yeah. It's not, it's not goofy to be goofy. It's very stylistic. It's funny. It's fun. It's, uh, you know, a bunch of assassins on a train. Going after a, a a prize, I guess, is a nice way to put it. And okay. uh, 
I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, it, it's not a must-see in the theaters. Uh, it, it would be nice to see in the theaters because I'm sure the theaters would love you to go and see <laughs> sure, it. Sure, sure. But uh, um, the action is good, but I think the action will probably translate well to the smaller screen. But okay. yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Brad okay. Pitt was great and... Awesome. The whole cast was very good. Well, a couple of people called in this morning and they totally agreed with you. 100%. Yeah. They loved the movie. Um, the uh, 90% of Google users liked the movie. Rotten Tomatoes only gave it 54%. Surprising. Well, critics are critics. Critics are critics, yeah. <laughs> How many reels nice. are you going to give it out of five? I give it four. Four. A good, nice, solid four. Excellent. Yep. All right. Colin, Matt's mom, Ma Hinshaw, to hear her thoughts on the movie. Or how many times she fell asleep. Exactly. That's coming up next on Magic. Hello. Good morning, Ma Hinshaw, Lisa, and Matt calling on Magic 99.1. How you doing? Nervous grandmother. Baby is not born yet. I can't believe it. Last Monday, we were waiting for that baby to be born. Yep. I think she has a record of the longest um, <laughs> delivery time or something. Oh, bless her heart. Oh. When is she going to come? Yeah. Well, they're going to do a C-section, so baby should be here within the next hour, I would oh, think. Oh, very exciting. Okay, very excited. We'll wrap this up real quickly for you then. Uh, Ma, tell me, what did you think of Bullet Train? I thought it was good. It was great. Fun. It was fun. It was funny. And it had a lot of suspense in it. The twin guys were really funny. Um, I just, all over, really, really good movie. Great. People will enjoy it. (laughs) Well, Matt says you slept a lot. Did you sleep a lot? How many sleeps are you giving it? No, I really didn't. She didn't sleep, I really did not. I mean, Heather was timing contractions, but, well, (laughs) beyond that, you know. Right. Well, it's Brad Pitt. And it's my husband's birthday, so... He's having a grandchild on his birthday, so they'll be able to have group birthdays. (laughs) That is super, super special. Oh, I love that. Well, uh, tell him congratulations as well. But I want to know how many cookies are you going to give it? Well, I'll say four and a half. Four and a half? Okay. Well, Matt gave Mm -hmm. it four reels, so you liked it even better than Matt did. Yes, I did. I mean, it's got a lot of funny funny stuff in it and um and it's got I back think brad pitt it, brad did a great job it was cute <laughs> good awesome well you go have that baby grandma hinshaw and we will chat with you next monday <laughs> man you're having problems today Lisa. i am you have no idea <laughs> i'm telling you i think you need an extra oh, shot of bourbon oh. in that coffee have a great day ma thank you thank you bye-bye <laughs> Bye. Okay, so what movie are you going to review next week? Well, it came out this weekend competing with uh, Bullet Train, but it's on the streaming services. Uh huh. It's called Prey. It's a prequel to the Predator series. Oh. It's supposed to be the first Predator on Earth, I think. So oh. it takes place in, I don't know, <laughs> a long time ago. But it's getting, a lot of people are really just loving it. Loving it. Okay, well, so we'll, we'll then, see. Yeah, we're not going to go to the theaters. We're going to stay at home and stay watch at home. Uh, My fave. Hulu. So. My fave. All right. Let me know about the baby. Okay. You guys check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, we'll see you next week on what station? Magic 99.1. Thanks. No, thank you, Lisa.